I, I know it's popular and people text me and message me and all this sort of thing and ask me on the street about... <laughs> the ball close to the line. Back now to Cronk and he puts the kick across. English will fly. The ball is oh! to ground. It's a try. I think it's a try. It would be a record-breaking try for Greg Inglis if successful. Yeah, Billy Slater plays a role here. He jumps, gets the football back towards his teammates. We're just having a look to see if anybody has taken out illegally and, and the grounding. And he, he's done it very quickly. Quick hands here from Greg Inglis. The kick is a beauty from Cooper Cronk in that kind of no-man's land area there. Although Josh, one of the New South Wales players is, is taken out, but not illegally. They're just contesting the football. It's Billy Slater, knocks it back. Josh Morris can't get at the football. Inglis loses it. He's lost it. Wow. He's a fibber. He lost it, Cole. It hits the boot of one of the New South Wales oh. players. He goes to put it down. Lost it, Cole. And there is a blue leg in the way that it hits. Robbie oh. Farah. Yeah. Well, they're sure, not sure they're not going sure to rule here that it's delodged by a blues. I agree with you, Gus. It can be dangerous if a foot comes into play, but when you're trying to guarantee that you're not going to concede a try, anything's on, and there's nothing dangerous about that. He's lost the ball. Now, they're looking to see whether or not this ball's gone back from Slater. Maybe because they don't want to rule on this part of it. But as far as I'm concerned, that's a drop ball. Well, he doesn't lose the ball, Gus, if the boot of Robbie Farrer isn't there. So but it doesn't matter. It's a lost ball. You knock it on, you knock it on. The question is, is Robbie's boot allowed to be there? Well, they brought rules in that were quite definite about trying to save a try by the use of the boots. But I'm wondering whether what Farrer did was intentional. Well, the this more they the... replay this, the more you think they're going to award it, which would be an absolute shocker. Greg Inglis on the brink of being the highest try scorer ever, and he gets it. He breaks. I'll get back to this. Is it the arm or the leg? How the hell is that a try? Robbie Ferris played at a moment this time. And he fucking dropped the ball. Hey, that's a try. G'day everyone, welcome to Not The Footy Show, episode 100, mate, I'm Warwick Nicholson. I'm DC Chapman. What day is it, DC Chapman? It's the day after I lost my faith in rugby league. His faith in rugby league. Hopefully, our guests this evening, Maurice Yales, Matty Duncan and GT, can restore that faith. But mate, yeah, Origin 1, 18 points to 10 to the Maroons. Mm -hmm. They did it again, they found a way. Well, did they find a way? No, we did it again. We threw the game away again. Yeah. It wasn't, well, helped by, it wasn't helped that by is the way. It's not like some refereeing well. decisions. But as we will point out throughout the entire <laughs> show, to do with it. through the entire show, when that 
controversial decision to award the try to Greenland's happened. Queensland led by two. So, New South Wales weren't robbed. They were just denied a chance to win the game. And we'll discuss that with our guests, starting with Marissa Ellis. When, when am I allowed to have, like, have my rant and just go wild with this? Because I... <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm deciding maybe not ever. The way you're gonna, if you're just how you're going to react. Oh, people, it's, oh. it's big issues here. DC Chapman sent me a message um, last, last night, night during the game, and I'll just read it out to everybody. <laughs> I thought you might do that. Uh, let me just... Uh, Dude, here we go. Did here you... we go. Here we go. Ready, everybody? DC no. Chapman, <clears throat> at approximately 10.28pm. Uh, I'm still fuming. How many was? How many times did you count when we threw the ball on the ground? Ten. Or out? Ten. Or directly to a rotten, stinking Queenslander? His words, not mine. One. How many was? I really got sort of Keep going. Keep uncomfortable going. reading my own name all the time. Uh, how many times does it have to happen before they wake up? How many years have we been doing the same thing Six. to ourselves? How many times have I complained about it over the years? A thousand. Well, well two, because we're only doing the show for, with you for two years. But... No, but anyway. over that... Ugh. How many was? How many? DC Chapman launches, and we speak to Maria Cialis right after DC talks about the weather today. Oh, not the footy show. <laughs> Tractor beam. Suck me right in. We're live. Oh, we're live. Well, we let, let's talk about the next... Um, well, are we, are we ringing Maria now? All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill without losing my mind, because that's apparently going to happen... What, oh, it'll the, happen momentarily. Towards the end of the show, or...? Sure and certain. Bound um, to happen. Throw me a frickin' bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. What else can we talk about that's not Origin? Hello. Oh, this, this poor young lady. Should we just start singing? No, we shouldn't. Oh, you can have a crack. We, uh, Maria, uh, it's Maria Cialis, everybody, from Big League Magazine. And she Whoa, is joining... Oh, Mona Lisa, <laughs> I'd pay to see you smile. Have you ever heard that song, Maria? No, I haven't. Yes, you have. It's on the radio all the time. Well, well, it might, might, might be a Triple M thing. That sounds like two WS classic hits, my friend. No, it's, it's Triple M. It's okay, Triple M. Uh, Maria, you were uh, in such a state last night when the Blues went down that you even sent me a message, and I've got it somewhere. <laughs> I'm not the only one that sent <laughs> me a message. Everyone sent me messages last night at 9.43pm from one Maria Cialis of Belmore in New South Wales. Are you going to read that out as well? Never thought I'd hear myself say the words, Get Farrah back on! <laughs> I feel unclean. Ooh. She's, I've turned her, finally. It's taken a couple of years. At what point? But she finally has seen that Robbie Farrah, ladies and gentlemen, offers more at origin level than Michael Ennis. Is that is that a fair comment, Maria? Well, wow, that's a big bow. You just, no. Oh. <laughs> um, no, no, he, he was very good. Yeah. I'll give him that. And um, I, I couldn't believe, well, I don't know if he was um, injured or took a knock or something, but he was sitting on the sideline and Jamie Bureau was playing hooker and I was just like, what? I, I've, got, I've, got to, I've got to hold you up there, Maria. You just said Jamie Bureau was playing hooker? Yeah. I, I don't think... I think pl- the term playing is a bit of a loose one describing that performance. Oh, oh, he's, oh Jamie. It's he's not. The poor kid. And we, we do said. We have, do we have the poor the official kid, statistics? Yeah, seven minutes. It was seven over. Minutes. It was over. The poor kid hadn't played hooker since he was about 16, and he, he, he took five hours to throw a pass every time. Yeah, he yeah, did. He I, took I, a long I didn't time. understand like, it. So, why Ryan Hinchcliffe is sitting there eating his wheat bicks and watching the game last night? Um, the poor fella. Uh, he, he would have done the job for us for, for the five minutes that. Uh, Bureau got on the field. Anyway, we need to speak about the big issue out of the day, Maria, and um, that is Billy Harrigan backing up the now unemployed Sean Hampstead with his decision to award Greg Inglis the try last night, which, as we have already said in the opener, everybody, Queensland led by two, 
It didn't yeah. cost New South Wales the game, but it did deny them the chance to win the match at the end in the last seven minutes. Now, Maria, Bill Harrigan came out in the press this afternoon. What was the gist, do you think, of what he said about the decision? The gist was that Robbie Farah intentionally kicked the ball out of yes. uh, Greg Inglis's hands. We can agree with that which meant the ball was alive in their um, refereeing terms. Yep. And the fact that it hit Greg Inglis's forearm does not constitute a knock-on because it was unintentional, because he was not playing at the ball. He wasn't playing at the ball. In the process of scoring a try, you'd like to think that a player is playing at the ball. Well, you would think that would be uh, rule number one that the referee, video referee would look at. I, I posted a theory on com last night, and I actually think... This explanation that's coming out, while it's wrong, let's be perfectly honest, is a cover for the fact that Hampstead was never actually looking for the knock-on. He was always trying to decide in his mind, did Farrah deliberately play at the ball? I think what's happened is, he's looked this many replays, he hasn't even looked for that forearm contact when it's happened. He's just looked for whether or not Farrah deliberately kicked the ball out, made his decision, and then they've sat down after the game and gone, oh... There's that extra little bit. That now, what see. rule? What rule can we amend this week that uh, results in um, uh, the the rules of rugby league that have been around for how many thousands of years? Well, maybe not thousands, but a hundred years, uh, and and change them so we and change them so we can uh, get away with this. And, and I mean, I'll tell you right now, if they'd come out and said it was no try, it wouldn't make me feel much better. I admit, but this is even worse. This is like a slap in the face to just common sense when it comes to rugby league. Because I know Mamaninga came out and said, oh, yeah, what, in the press conference, he actually said something like, oh, you boys just, to the, to the, um, the journos, are you, are you lot just trying to uh, stir up some controversy here? He said it was a clear try. Cameron Smith, of course, did the exact same thing. Yeah. But how the head of the video, the referees group, who was in the box, apparently, when the decision was made, can come out and bring up this rule. Maria, have you given up on rugby league? Because the man next to me, DC Chapman, has. Um, absolutely. I, I don't even want to go to game two. I don't even ever want to watch another game in my entire life. Um, it has this effect on, on people, Saturday doesn't it? And then again on Monday, but still, <laughs> I won't enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. We're making this shit up as we go along, are we? Yeah. Oh, clearly. Because I, was... I posted this this afternoon. Um, what happens now, as I understand that rule, how it's been amended, because there's no way this is the current rule. Like This is, this is a pure spin from the, the referee's boss to try yeah. and make it seem like the decision is legit, legitimate. Now, every time that I go up and race up out of the line and try and cut off a pass, DC, to the winger, yeah, I run out and I just go and tackle the player. I'm not playing at the ball. I'm playing the player. I'm playing at the player. And the player passes the ball. It hits my hand. It gets knocked down. I don't play at it. I had no intention of playing at the ball. And then I pick it up and run 80 minutes to score. By the letter of the way they've interpreted this rule, it has to be a try to my team. Is that how I... I, I think that's a fair enough assessment of the way the rule's been changed, isn't it, Maria? Either the guy was trying to score a try. There is no, there is no way 
at any point did he stop playing at the ball? I don't yeah. think it's... But, but surely that, that point there has nothing to do with playing at the ball. If in normal play, you, you run up and rake the ball out of their hands, it's not considered a knock-on from them. It's considered a knock-back from you. So then the ball is free and anyone can pick it up and do whatever they want with it. The point is, even if that was the way you interpreted it and Robbie Farrow tried to pull the ball out, okay... Because that's, that's what if, they're saying. If, if, if Farrow tried by to pull him, the ball him, out with his hands, the... if it, with his hands, if he tried to pull it out with his hands... It's, it's irrelevant. With his hands or his feet, it's the same thing. But what happens to the knock-on with Inglis off the forearm? In, in every day of every week of every month of every millennium or whatever I said the game's been going for, that's a knock-on. Okay, if, if, you're, in, if you're in the in-goal yes. um, and say Ben Barber tries to stop the ball from going over the dead ball line and he flips it back and it hits... I don't know, Justin Hodges' hand yeah. bounces forward and then Justin Hodges then regathers it and scores. Is that a try? Oh, clearly under the rules now? of the game as of about 3 three p.m. this afternoon, that's a try. It's, it's, it's a very dangerous sort of territory that they're... That someone they're brought up, it comes, well, it comes down to the ref's interpretation of whether he played at it or not. It's funny, someone brought... No, it's irrelevant whether they played on it, Dave, because it's, it hits his hand. It no, hit, but that's what they're saying. They're saying it's... Their, their comment is whether whether he's played it or not. But it's never that's never been the like it's it's not even something that's existed. That's what people can't get around. I'm sure that's existed. That whole idea of not playing the ball yet knocking it on, it doesn't matter. It's if it's in the it, it, the only way that they've tried to do this is through that whole charge down example. No. But it's not a charge down. The ball's in his possession. Farrow's never had the ball to kick. That's the thing that I can't understand why that 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 reasoning that it's a charge down on Ingles's part, because he's actually the one in possession. So he has to be playing for the ball. Yeah, but th- that's why the charge down isn't a very good metaphor for what we're talking about. And that's what—that's effectively the rule that they're trying to apply here to make this happen. You get us? Yeah. The, okay. All right. I, I, I am a bit, little bit lost with it because there's a thousand things going on. But uh, yeah, I, I, I got to say, I when I saw it, I said, "Well, you've got to give that a try." Okay. I was... um, Maria, excuse me for a second. I just got to escort him from the premises. <laughs> yeah. Go. Go. Oh, you think I'm joking? Whatever happened to benefit of the doubt to the attacking team? They got the ball over the line. <laughs> Let's go on something else, Maria, because clearly we've got a cane toad in our midst. Well, do you know what? It's an irrelevant topic anyway, because it's got nothing to do with who won the game. New South Wales lost that game. Okay, in Maria, the Maria, half. Maria. We're just going to give him 30 seconds. No, it's, it's going to take more than Anything more seconds. than that, and I'm going to dead set, probably leave the house myself. But I'm going to give you 30 seconds to give his theory on why New South Wales lost the game last night. DC chat and go. It's been happening for six years in Origin and Origin alone. These players don't do it in NRL games. Someone, a rich Queenslander, is paying them off to make mistakes during the origin. That's the only conclusion I can come to. And I hate myself for coming to it. It happened for the first time last night, but I thought to myself, there's got to be, there's something going on. Because these, these people, these professionals, do not do it during any other game. When it comes to origin, they throw the ball on the ground and let the Queenslanders pick it up. You all laughed at me last year for the last two years, but it happened again numerous times last night. Todd Carney didn't make the bloomin' touch when he kicked for a touch off, off the penalty. Mitchell Pearce passed it to a Queenslander. Good pass, well, though. It was a terrible pass. 
Pass it to a Queenslander. What? This is um, origin people. Okay, I got a theory. Maria, I'll let you go in two seconds. I just got a theory about how DC's come to this. Um, have you seen the movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson? Oh, once upon a time. I haven't. Just making sure. Anyway, people who have seen it will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mate, you're saying that I'm have you Have you possibly... I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking this. Yeah. Have you possibly read the Daily Telegraph once a day for the last, I don't know, 15 years? No. Most of those days? No, no. Well, I read the, the Herald most days, but not, not lately. But the Telegraph you really read, don't you? I sense a bit of Phil Rothfield, Dean Ritchie about the, uh, the conspiracy theory coming oh, out. Oh, I see right what now. you're saying. Well, look, I, just, okay, look, I don't actually think the players are getting paid off. But can I point out that that is the most plausible explanation for why it's happening? I'm disagreeing completely. Maria? Um, I, I believe um, in Todd Carney's case, Especially, he just uh, he missed that first kick, and he does that. He goes into his shell as soon as something goes wrong, yeah. and he just did it for the rest of the game. I th- I think um, maybe maybe you're you're not putting enough emphasis on how much Origin plays with their minds. Maybe that's the problem. They don't have the mental strength. I, I I hear what you're saying, and it's always been the the what's what's the best word here the the excuse that they use, but. The, there is another. There they're, is another plausible they're, they're explanation. They're professional players, and it's been happening for six can years. I, can I offer this? And you would have thought that Ricky Stewart would have said to him, "Do not throw these ridiculous passes. Can I offer Make sure you hold onto the ball." And blue, like, if I was Ricky Stewart, I would say to them, "Next game, and for, for now and forevermore, any New South Wales person who throws the ball on the ground, their match fee goes to me. You give up your money for that game." Pays for, pays for his press conference fine, I think. That would it's, be... it's the best tactic from here on out because it's, it's, it is the thing that's making us lose can I, can I six just... in a row and now it's going to be seven in a row until they fix that. One, one, We've got to stop them throwing the damn ball on the ground. Guys, or, or to Queenslanders. Just one that goes with it. I'll give you yours if, if it makes so, you shut up. I'm so upset. Queensland have... Um, let me just have a look through the team again. Thurston, Smith, Cronk, Slater. And... We beat them last Hodges. night when we weren't making a guy mistakes. Called, a guy called Inglis. We had this... It was, it was working very well. We were getting the as momentum. As plausible as yours is. And every time is, we started getting the momentum, also, also they started playing like schoolboys and <laughs> threw the ball on the ground or, or Bloom and did a, a, a tackle where they got him above the horizontal. Okay. Or, it was ridiculous. Five minutes later, I love that you're so passionate out. about it. It, it is good, isn't it? doesn't matter if it's crazy. You feel very strongly. He, I admire that. He does. Even if he is... Delusional. Okay. Um, did they did they make those mistakes or not worry? They made some. They made all of those what, mistakes happen. All I, of those things that I just what talked I can't about, about this argument from and you. And it happens every year. Is that you're happy to have a crack at the players for something that they can control, and yet you're not having a crack at Sean Hampstead for coming up with the worst decision in Origin history. That's what because, I can't. I can't get. Okay, I can't because get that. no. But here's the thing: if, if if he made a mistake, why can't you just give the New South Wales players the benefit of the doubt? Not gonna happen. Well, you're not giving New South Wales players the benefit of the doubt for stuff that effectively... Because that decision wouldn't have mattered two hoots if these guys hadn't have made these schoolboy errors. So basically, for if, the they, first if they played brilliant football from, round one, from minute one... We not would have been brilliant, fine. just not anyway, crap. Anyway, sorry people if the last five minutes have been hard to listen to. Um, not saying that it is, it's not good value, DC. It's just all, been, all I'm doing is calling it like it is. It's been interesting. You um, can't argue with any one of the points that I've made. Except for the whole conspiracy, except for that. You can argue yeah, with that. The basis of your argument. Yeah. Um... Maria, uh, we have to probably move on and, and look towards game two. Um, changes for New South Wales. Does Bureau survive? Look, um, 
I, I personally thought to myself, what is this man doing here? Not uh, on any as any blight on him because he's a good player, but yep. he just didn't belong there. Ben Cray, I think, is pointless to have on the bench. Did um, you see the fight when the fight broke out? Did you see Ben Cray get involved? I thought that was really, really like, good of him. I didn't see it. He just ran it. in and... Run, 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 uh, run away, Cray. He wasn't there, mate. He was on the bench. Was say. So I'm just, just yeah. I was worried that I, I actually like missed it. I just, I, I don't know if you watched Manly last week, but why the hell isn't Watmo there? Like, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I don't think they used Tony Williams correctly either. They didn't use uh, James Tenow as was, was, uh, well oh either. Oh, my God. Uh, he, he only played 40 minutes. 42 and minutes. Was freaking amazing. And he was on the, in the last 10 minutes of the game, he was standing on the sideline. Yep. Why? Yep. There was uh, actually a moment, and I'll, I'll chat about probably more with Matt, coming up, but the problem that the Blues have got is that Ben Cray got played out of position, and when you play Ben Cray out of position, with all due respect, he is the shadow of the player that he is at the Dragons playing on that left edge, when he always plays on the real edge of the field, he's a really good weapon. That, that would be a, a pretty good call for most players in the comp, though. If but you play them out the point of position, is, it, it's we've very seen it from pretty to... much every game, not every game he's played, that's a bit hard. But in most of the games he's played as an interchange player at Origin. At Origin. He's, he's that, offered that's nothing. That's a fair call. That's um, a fair call. I think Cray, Bura, and um, unfortunately, Marie, your boy Josh Morris, they're under a bit of Are pressure. He he couldn't he tackle. Awesome. He couldn't tackle. But no, he, but in, in he, his defence, oh, no even, one I can't can tackle English. Right <laughs> can, can this is, I'm going to go back to my to my schoolboy. He looked. No, no, no. What I'm talking English. about. What I'm talking about. Everyone poos their pants when they come I, up against English. My point is this: put your shoulder into his guts and drive him into the ground. I like, I like, I like Josh Morris. I think he can attack out of his rear end. He's a genius. All right, he's explosive, as the term would go. The problem that he's got is he never tackles below the torso, and unfortunately, with a guy like Greg Ingles, he's just going to palm you off. All he night. just palms off guys like that. Um, and the, and he was actually hung out to dry. And I'll point this out: Morris was hung out to dry by what Uade did on the tries. Don't get. I'm not trying to say that the tries were Josh Morris's fault. My issue with Josh Morris is that he doesn't shut down the ball carrier and he's never been that strong upstairs defender. He did one really good tackle on him that put him in touch earlier yeah, in the match. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but if I'm Queensland, this is the, this is really the, no, but the crux you know of what? it, is that I just keep going he to that left side. missed the tackle first and then made, up, then made amends for it. But again, we're, we're, basically my issue is we've got to realise that as long as you are and Morris, whether it's that combination or you... See, I, again, this is the thing with Josh Morris. Is he, he's a left centre. He's not a right centre. And if you're playing him out of position and defence isn't his strong point, your Queensland were geniuses. They went to his side all the time. And he, again, they scored two tries down that wing. And you could argue in some respects that although Inglis was really, you know, he had an impact on the match, he didn't have as big an impact as maybe he could have if Morris had have defended really badly. But I'm telling you now, if I'm Queensland, I'm just going, I'm going to attack that side. Uh, in, okay, well, in game why, don't, why don't you, in that case, give Jennings the ass? I don't know what he did that was so much more amazing than Josh Morris and move Josh Morris to his regular position. Well, yeah, good call. I, I actually, good this call. Is, and this is what I actually said before the series started. Michael Jennings has played right centre before. So he should be on that side. He should be playing right centre. And, yeah. and, and if you mm. noticed last night, um, oh, but Hodges it? didn't get a lot of ball. And so nah. in defence, um, yeah. Jennings actually didn't have to do all that much. The problem is, I, I, I do believe that Josh Morris is a left centre. Was that not the complaint with Jennings in the first place, that his defence isn't that good? And that's why maybe they don't want to put him on Inglis' side. Hmm. Do you know well, what? what? It's what not that hard to tackle him. Do we get, like, you just don't hesitate. Chris Lawrence. Chris Lawrence I, I, put this, I, I think Chris Lawrence is a better defender. Whether he would have done a better job last night, you, you can only speculate. 
but I think he matches up better physically with because he's got a better defensive technique than Morris does. But I would almost keep Morris in the team. I, it's hard. I also thought it was a bit disappointing. I thought the combination between Morris and Glenn Stewart in particular wasn't great on the night. Um, but when Morris got early ball, he looked good, if you get what I mean. Um, just the way that they sort of linked on that right edge, those two exclusively was a bit different, whereas Mitchell Pearce straight to Josh Morris wasn't too bad. Um, apologies, everybody, if we're a little bit out of the place tonight. It's, <laughs> it's, what, happens, it's what happens when you uh, get done in origin. Maria, we have to... Um, sorry, but sorry to interrupt. What was that? Jared Hayne. I can't remember oh. if you were one of the people who ridiculed me for putting in my chain. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. See, right. see I'll, I'll, cop, I'll cop you standing up for Josh Morris, but I won't cop this. Okay, I said, I, I said, so many people ridiculed me. So. I, I would, I said to you before the teams were picked, I would pick Josh Mor- uh, Jared Hayne as my fullback for New South Wales. But I'd also asked you to pick the team that you thought Ricky Stewart would pick. That's where you, that's where you're getting your, your, your messages a little yeah, bit confused. Yeah. All right, Jared Hayne was fantastic. Look, the Blues, they were they were they were very good at times. They were, as Dave said, pathetic at other times. Is that which one? Is that the word you want to use? Disgraceful. Disgraceful. All right, uh, but the problem was, and we'll talk about it with Maddie in a sec. Long and the short of it is, Queensland shut us down when they had to, and that was where the game was won. Agreed. No. Bombing to Brent Tate. Oh, that went well. <laughs> it didn't work for it times. Why do you keep doing it? God. I am looking for some things to count right now. Yeah. Okay, okay, Maria, we'll have to hey, get your I'm tips saying. and, and, and say goodbye. Uh, Friday night, we have the Storm and the Broncos. Um, uh, I'll just go with the Storm. Okay, the next game is the Bunnies and the Raiders. Did you say you're going to be at this game? No, I'm... Uh, I'd rather kill myself. Seriously. <laughs> please, please don't do no, that. No, I think I'll bar for our listeners. I'm going to Dragon's Eels. Oh, so, oh, that's that's much better. Oh, I can't believe... You know, you'll be fine. You won't suffocate yourself in the car or anything. Um, Rabbitohs and Raiders, who do you want? Uh, Rabbitohs. <laughs> suffocate in the car? Well, she said she was going to kill herself. <laughs> oh, okay. It's all right, Dave. Get with the program. Click. Conspiracy theories. Knights and Tigers. Uh, Titans. Oi, oi, oi. Dragons and Eels, the, the match of the round, the best game of the year. Oh, Wouldn't dude. miss it for the world. Uh, yeah, Dragons. Uh, oh, pan- oh, no, no, Dragons. Panthers and Seagulls. Seagulls. They're looking amazing. It's scary. Then it's Tigers and Cowboys. Cowboys. And Monday night game is Roosters and Dogs. The Bulldogs should win, but I don't know. Who has any faith in them? <laughs> Me. So did you pick against them last week? I don't think you did. I think you picked the Bulldogs, didn't you? No, no, I picked the Bulldogs. Okay, very, very good. But All right, Maria, um, we, we've got to go because we've um, gone along about New South Wales. And unfortunately, it's time for a Queenslander's point of view. So I've got to give Maddie Duncan a call. Thanks for being on the show. I picked up Big League today. Did I not, DC Chapman? You did. And there is an article in here, I'm sure, by Maria Cialis somewhere. Um, I read it. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell, uh, us, tell us a little, a little bit about uh, Maria. It, it, Shh, Warwick, let it speak. What's in it this week? What's in it this week? Darius Boyd, Jared Rhea Hargraves, Jim Grant. Yep. You did the Jared Maria Hargraves article. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. So it's a Q and A. Ah, very good. It's very good. It's very colourful. Hard working. It is. All right, Maria Cialis, thanks very much for being on the show. We'll speak to you next week on the Footy Show. Thank you. Bye. Hey, baby. What are you guys watching? Football. Yes. Football. Isn't the season over? And then every male in the room felt totally in sync resulting in the rarest of all phenomenon, 
the seamless collaborative guy lie. The American season is over. We're watching Mexican football. They started late this year. Because of the churro vendors. They went on strike and the players wouldn't cross the picket line. When the dispute turned violent, they called in Rodrigo Vasquez, the owner of the Baja Banditos, to step in. Thanks to Senior Vasquez's experience dealing with the fruit pickers unions, he was able to broker a last-minute deal and the season was salvaged. And that's why we're watching football in the spring. Whatever. And then Turk gave us the slightest of nods, which was the universal man sign for, well done, men. She'll never know. All right, everyone, we'll talk to Maddie. I've put us all behind. Oh, not, not, not too bad. That was only 20 minutes with Maria. 20 good minutes. No, that was more than 20 minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> the clock said 20 minutes, my okay, friend. All right, okay, all right. We're going to bring up May Duncan as DC entertains you. What do you reckon Maddie's going to have to say for himself? Because, well. I, anyway, let's 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 talk to him and see what he says. He's usually pretty good about these things, isn't he? Well, I actually, sp- I, was, was a- I was on his um, radio show this morning, so uh, I can tell you what he thought. Then he might have changed his mind. Well, well I thought that was him answering it. Maybe not. Uh oh, he's gone, about fifteen he's, minutes he's, after I said. I know that. he's gone to the toilet. <laughs> G'day, Maddie. How you doing, mate? Good. Oh, are we going to have technical Uh-oh. difficulties? Let me try this again. What happened? Hello? Hello. Hey, there, there he is. The, the Queensland... Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> Matty Duncan, welcome back to the Not The Footy Show. We have spoken already, you and I, this morning on your fine show, Sports Fever. I apologise if I took up too much airtime yabbering on about, so I don't know. Uh, apparently the, the the most logical try in Origin history. You spent a lot of time on the 72nd minute of the game, was, but uh, that's okay. Uh, apparently Bill Harrigan didn't. No, he's changed. Well, I don't know. It's all a bit confusing, isn't it? It's all adding to the drama. Now, uh, we've had an interesting discussion with Maria via Dave's conspiracy theory that all the New South Wales players are on the take from uh, some magnate in Queensland. But the long and the short of it, mate, you've seen what Bill Harrigan said this afternoon about the decision... Uh, I did speak to you this morning. Let's see if you can get your story straight. What did you think about it? What did I think about it, or, or Bill's verdict about what did you, it? What did you think about a the decision originally, and then the Bill Harrigan explanation? Oh, uh, my my verdict. I look was. I'll be honest. I thought it, I thought it was no try. I'm not totally shocked that it was given. I've seen them given before. Look, I'm I'm happy. I'll claim it as a Queenslander. Um, I would have preferred it not to be awarded. And you know, we slogged it out, and, and you know. Won it. I think we won it fair and square anyway, yeah. just to take that, you know, that, that doubt out of the game. And uh, Bill Harrigan's explanation about yeah, Ingalls not playing at the ball? Oh, look, I honestly think Harrigan, you know, did well in that situation, but, yeah, it, it's just all become a bit of a drama for my liking. Yeah. DC? I, Thoughts on the Queenslander view? No, well, his, his Queenslander view is quite respectable compared to what, what could come out of some well, Queenslanders' Well, like mouths. your mouth about New South Wales players getting paid... It's the only explanation. It's the only one as to why they play so badly during these games. The only other explanation, the only other plausible explanation, is, is that, that Queenslander Rawson. Yes, is that is that some of the Aboriginal Queenslanders are getting their voodoo doctors to, to put some hexes <laughs> on our players. To, <laughs> their to... voodoo doctors. Oh well, uh, mate, what, the, what do you call the, them? The they're, theories are getting stronger men. and stronger by the uh, the minute. It's and more your, plausible than and your understanding of Aboriginal culture is just astounding. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> Maddie Duncan. Okay. Matty Duncan, the game started with the Blues on a bit of an assault, and uh, as we discussed this morning on your fine radio show, Sports Fever, 
What was the turning point? Uh, the held-up try was. Um, you know, a great effort by Matty Scott and uh, Billy Slater to, to stop that try. I think, what was it, about the 16th minute or something like yeah, that? Yeah, about 15, 16th minute. Robbie Farrow goes from dummy half. He's over the line. And uh, I actually have a theory for you, Matty Duncan. <laughs> Here we go. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Farrow reaches out to score the try. Billy Slater's two knees that drop into the ground dislodge the ball. It hits Robbie Farrow's arm and goes forward. Then he puts his hand out and puts the ball on the ground. Is that a try? Oh, probably, you know, it's a letter of all would be awarded was. It's interesting. Would it, like, I wonder, just the con- it's funny, that's the reason that it, that's astounded me the most. That I'm, I'm not going back for for just the sake of it. I'm going back as a try and a comparison here. Because you can see that Slater went in to try and stop the ball from getting down. It's a good play. It's a relatively safe play, as Billy Slater goes, from what we've seen in the past. But if it gets dislodged, I, I, I just... I just wonder whether the, it was a, a pressure situation that got to Hampstead later on in the match because I think there's no doubt that if that same thing happened in that situation with the Farrow one, there'd be no try. Yeah, I know. It's a strange situation, that, you know, with the pressure on Hampstead. Like, it, it was a match turner, don't get me wrong, but it, mm. it wasn't going to change the lead or anything either, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. it probably would have been easier for him to let it go and not award it um, than to award it. So it seemed very strange in, in the whole context of the game, but... Uh, no, very interesting. Yeah, so that's the decision. Oh, that's the play that I think... Because New South Wales were on top, Dave. You can't. You can agree with that after, 20, after 15, 20 minutes, yeah. the Blues. And then all of yeah. a sudden, uh, we have the little blue. Now, I've had a couple of chats on Twitter with people today. My view on this, and I shared it with you this morning, but my view simply is, Michael Jennings, for what he did, I've got no dramas with him being sent to the bin. How Mitchell Pearce didn't get sent to the bin at the same time is what I can't quite understand, because he runs in, he throws a punch, he connects as soft as it was on third man Thiday's head but why did Jennings get done for what he did and why did Pierce stay on the field if it wasn't related to third man running in because last time I checked on the uh, vision there's about eight Queenslanders that run in on Greg Bird before a blue arrives and Ricky Stewart actually said that in the press that he was disappointed there weren't more blues in the vicinity what so my question basically Matt is what instigates the incident from Bird pushing Matty Scott over and, and Scotty throwing the ball back at Bird's head. Um, you know, I guess, the, you know, it's called smart or whatever you will. Yeah. The, the Queenslanders, when they come in in packs, they don't come swinging, you know what I mean? And I think <laughs> what caught everyone was Jennings absolutely flying yeah. in. I know, I know uh, Mitchell Pearce threw that punch, but uh, Jennings come flying in, not caring who he was going to hit. He yeah. find someone up and, and come over the top, which wasn't a good look. So yeah. the Queenslanders were there in numbers, but not throwing punches. I'll, I'll pick you up on one thing. I think if you just look at the highlights tape of Third Man Thiday's efforts at Origin, he, he likes to throw punches. He, he isn't exclusively come in, hold the bloke. I, I, I must admit, in this instance, I'll give you that. I, I, I challenge you to find him coming in, throwing a, a, a punch in the like before he... He, he's got a lot of niggle in him. I'm not saying he's the cleanest player in the game, but he'll come in with a, a shoulder bump or something like that to, to get the other party started. It's an old Wally Lewis trick <laughs> that he started. He never, never, Wally will always claim he never ever threw the first punch in a fight. And I, I don't know if you'll ever see Sammy throw the first one. He'll, he'll taunch and come in third man. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, but I don't ever know if he comes in third man as a swinging third man. Yeah, well, I'm just going to show something to DC Chapman. Well, are there any are there any punches here in this video well, clip I'm about to show you? I could play the, the audio we, we, for see, everyone, but we got to we got to. If we're going to do this though, you got to analyze it. To analyze the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. The, so the ball goes up. Uh, Luke O'Donnell drives oh, the head in, and in comes Thiday, throwing them. 
And a man from the right comes in third to a fight. That's Sentai but you know what? He didn't actually. It wasn't a throw. He did. He threw a punch on the on the angle was, that you can't was, quite it was, see. It was like a two-handed push, but, but he, he that he was. <laughs> it, it was a punch. point. Is um, if Jennings was being sent, yeah, if uh, Jennings was being sent for running in as a third man, as much as for the, it, it, it had to be. The... It had to be part of it because there's otherwise you've got to send Mitchell Pierce for the punch. Now I thought there was one of the rules that, they and were... I, I'd agree that both of them should have go. Like, well, by the way, one, I'm not one, saying one that one of the things have. I thought they're trying to do is to only send the. The third man, in, in inverted commas, off. Not the fourth and the fifth and the sixth and the seventh. Well, yeah. Because the, the, the they're third, saying... Is it the third man to throw a punch? Well, he was or obviously... But he was or the, the obvious man? guy to, to send mm. off. You had to send someone off, and you only want to send one person off. And he was the obvious As choice. I said, for the consistency aspect, you got to send Pierce as well. That's the thing that See, I, I couldn't well, get But I thought they were deliberately not... Well, trying well, not I to do that. The man is, you know, maybe like... I think the third man is considered the, the escalator, so to speak. Yeah. Whoever, you know, normally if it's, you know, two blokes going toe-to-toe and a third comes in, that, that escalates things. That's, yeah. when, that's when someone from the opposition that, thinks that yeah, I'd better get in here as well. And, and just, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dog with a bone here, but if Greg Bird isn't surrounded by, it was about five Queenslanders, yeah, I was gonna say five. does Michael Jennings run in? Well, you know, you, you go right back. Well, if, if he doesn't push Matty Scott over, does he throw the ball? You know, like there's a million things. And that's my there. point. I guess what I'm saying is we can't we can't just throw it at Jennings' feet as the only one that instigated the rest of the fight. The point is, if we, if they'd just been gentlemen, they'd shook hands, they'd give pat in the butt and walk away, we'd have been fine. <laughs> that happens in Origin, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, that's it, was. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, mate, we need to talk about uh, the fact that Queensland played outstandingly well. Nate Miles... Uh, defensively, I thought you, you guys were great. Uh, we split you at different times, but we couldn't uh, land that killer blow after basically, for all intensive purposes, purposes draw, uh, drawing the game just after half time. For you, I, I think New South Wales they, they really like that knockout blow. Yeah. I think I was really disappointed, you know, as a, as a football fan in their lack of structure. Yeah. They got in attacking opportunities. They seemed to just be looking for the, the miracle play, particularly late in that game. They kept just trying it to beat T Rex hoping he'll bust through. There didn't seem to be a lot of set plays or, or small manoeuvres, which we've seen from, from Queensland that, that yeah. other than their two tries. Thurston, you know, played a patient game. They worked the ball around, whereas New South Wales just, yeah, I think there's a little bit of panic and, and we didn't see any real good structure for them. In good a, point a, you just make there about, you know, what Queensland do and, and the, they love that, you know, Cronk to Thurston or then to Slater wrapping around the back or a variation on it. Pardon me, that. The reason that Brett Stewart was picked, because I think it was about the combination he had with his brother, they yeah. attempted one play, and it broke down badly. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't see that much combination. My point is, you didn't, didn't see that much combination. Yeah. And I think, I pointed out to Maria before, and she took offence to me giving Josh Morris a little tap-tap, was that him and uh, Glenn Stewart barely combined the whole game. It always seemed like um, one was either too far out in front, or the other one was lagging back too far, and it was, it was messy on our right, yet when Jennings and Hayne got the ball on that left edge... All of a sudden, things were happening, and it wasn't so much from what the structure was being played in the middle. It was just simple, quick ball to your backs, which I'm a massive fan of. Early ball to quality players, they yeah. make things happen. And I guess what I'm saying is the, the fact that Queensland were able to shut those things down, scrambling defence, etc. What I wanted to really, you touched on a second ago, but Tony Williams coming into the game in about the 60th minute or the 55th minute, I thought New South Wales missed a trick massively during the sin binning. We didn't make any changes, I think, to the last two minutes of that sin bin. 
I, I think that was a, a crucial error on Ricky Stewart's part. You've got to get fresh guys on the field. Yeah, he's obviously, and it's, I, I think, was we spoke about it at a club level before where coaches go in with the mindset when they're going to use their changes and don't always play it with the feel of the game. I think Ricky had gone in with, look, this is when I'm going to, you know, use my interchanges. Yep. The, the sin bin threw up, a, you know, a, something that he probably wasn't, you know, well, you never, you never anticipate a sin bin, but yeah, he could, he could have very easily got some fresh troops on there and, and uh, counted that sin binning a lot better than he did. And the thing was, there was there were enough breaks in play for him to do it as well. Like, I think there was at least a couple of line dropouts and the rest of it. And even though you guys scored, I think you scored your try pretty early in the piece of the sin bin. You just got to take the you got to take it back up to Queensland. We were just trying to hold hold you off, and then for half time the Darius Boyd try, which this was a good play. Uh, you know, you give him credit for that. Twelve uh, four at half time. We come back out in the second half as we've said. Bureau got seven minutes, and everyone's devastated. He took unders. Um, but mate, looking at the feeling that you guys have coming into game two, you played very well this match. Um, unfortunately, they're probably not Queensland aren't going to get the respect out of the performance. I think from the press as, as they would have had we not seen that fantastic incident. But what's your feeling heading into game two? Well, last year you come off playing okay in game one. You got the late victory, went to Sydney in game two and, and got beaten. What what are the differences? I guess in your mind. How you're feeling into going into game two this year as to last year? I, I don't, you know, I, Queensland played okay in game one this this year as well. I, I think they're a bit disappointing in, in some aspects. I think Cronk had a, a bit of trouble throughout the game, you know, keeping up with the pace, playing that full 80. I know he's played six or seven Origins. Mm. This is, you know, the, the first one he's played from the start. I, I think he's got a lot of improvement. Obviously, Matty Scott, who was. You know, yeah, he's the disappointing. Of the year last year, he he was off the pace. He'll be improved for the run. So I think Queensland's got a lot of improvement in them. Um, I, I just think the fact that you know that will assist New South Wales and what we've seen last year that that desperation just takes you that extra bit further. Yeah. Um, when you've got everything on the line and and that complacency, as much as you you don't like it, it's you know you like to be one up, but. It does seep into your game, I think, when you, you go into those games one up, particularly when you play away. Now, Dave Taylor, is he the only player that's under even a modicum of threat for game number two? Oh, I, I don't think Taylor's under any threat. I, I think he, he had his problems last night. No, I, I, I think he's fine. If anyone, I, and I, they won't do it, the, the only you know kind of talk around here will, will Petro go and make room yeah. for the younger Josh McGuire. That's, <laughs> that's kind of the talk around here. But, I, th- uh, I tell you what, if the only way that happens is if you win game two, I reckon. If we win game two? If you win game two. Uh, no, they'd, they'd, they'd send our Petro winner in, in, up here for sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Dave, would you make any changes for Queenslander? I'd get rid of the 17 that played because they're, they're clearly hopeless and uh, see if we can scrounge up another 17 to, to go against the Blues. What do you reckon? Yeah, that sounds good to me. We'll bring in Matty Powell and Barber and still those guys. <laughs> and I like it how the player that we thought was in none of the most threat going into game one was practically man of the match in Brent Tate. Yeah, well, and an uproar here in Queensland that he, he actually didn't get it. You know, that was the, the Twitter talk and the talk all around the, the papers this morning. Tate, pretty uh, hard done boy. He um, had a blind, you know, and he, he's one of these stories of, you know, they, they talk about the Queensland players that grow 10 foot and bulletproof in an Origin jersey. He, he is, you know, he, he's just an amazing player at Origin level. Yeah, uh, goes kind of good. Now, we did our predictions, DC Chapman, and you've just been going through, writing down who got what right. Um, in the end, I think we've got about 
uh, 15 to 16 people entered in for game number one. Now, what we'll do is we'll run this over the course of all three games. So if you had a shocker in game one, you can get back into it. Uh, DC Chapman, how did uh, our man May Duncan go? Well, he, he got that uh, Queensland were going to be ahead at, at half-time and at full-time. He got that right. He also got uh, Greg Inglis as the last try scorer. He also picked <coughs> Sivan Asiva as going to get... that to me was, even though the try was doubtful. <laughs> so well, be... it's down on the record, so we've got to give it <laughs> yeah, to you. Yeah, we've got it. to give it to you. Mate, it's all right. I just thought the fact that you just put Inglis for everything um, was a little bit suspect, but yeah, anyway. Paul Gallen got the most metres. Uh, Pedro Sivan Asiva played more than 27 and a half minutes. Yeah, he blew that out of the water in that first half, didn't he? Because, right, yeah, well, to... having said that, I, you know, we got a lot of people with the Billy Slater Todd Carney situation, the over under yeah. one and a half, and he came in unders on both. Uh, poor old uh, Billy Slater. Uh, did, should he have got the try assist for the uh, contest in the air for that try at the oh. end? I don't know, just putting it out there. Uh, and then in the penalties, mate, we were looking pretty good at half time if you had overs because there were five penalties at half time, full time seven. So we just got over there Ooh. with uh, six and a half. Uh, the most metres was Gallon, the most tackles was Cameroon Smith. The first error we worked out was uh, Michael Jennings, but uh, we've been trying to figure it out in the office today, mate. Who gave away the first penalty? Was it Petro for being offside, or was it Ash Harrison? I think it was Ash Harrison. Was that was my thought on the night? But yeah, I, I don't know. That's 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 who I thought it was. Ash. Yeah, so we'll say we'll rely on the Queen's ladder and say it was Ash Harrison. I've got to go through all the uh, entries uh, that were put on the Facebook page and figure it out exactly. But I, I can reveal that at the moment, amongst the not the footy show uh, panelists. I'm actually out in front. I yeah, I, 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 I missed uh, the uh, pick the score by a lousy Todd Carney conversion. I had 18 points to 12 as the final score, and it was 18-10, and I had half-time 12-6 Queensland. So that's helping me in the little race over three matches. Yeah, you, you're doing good there, mate. Um, I'm not looking. I was just pointing it out. <laughs> yeah, thanks, boys. Yeah, well, you left the pause. I had to fill it. <laughs> yeah, are we, are we going to do... Add them all up and put them on the website. And yeah, stuff we will. Like um, DC, I'll task you with this for the rest of the oh, week. Thanks, mate. Okay, you, in, your, in your lunch break, you can sit down and work it all out. I've printed it all out. I don't for even you. know how the blooming scoring system works. <laughs> yeah, it works. You were basically whatever I got, of... basically whatever I got right, I just get extra points to. And, ah. um, you know that's how it works. Uh, it is all explained on the. Uh, it'll be on the Facebook page tomorrow. All the explanation about the scoring It hasn't changed. It's what uh, I've been doing with a, a mate of mine and my brother for the last really 20 years and as the scoring system stayed the same so okay. trust me on that people extra hot tea for Ted Ah, he didn't give you a cardboard sleeve still don't rock the boat you don't want people staring besides how hot can it be holy mother of god huge mistake huge mistake Mate Duncan we have to get your tips for round number 12 would you believe Friday night, your Stor- your Broncos take on the Storm in Amy at Amy Park in Melbourne. Yeah, I maybe it's just the, the Bronco coming out, and <laughs> I, I just got a feeling about this one was I, I think the Broncos are due to win one of these ones. Now uh, Hannett will probably back up. Uh, Gillette will definitely play. Uh, we're thinking though that Hodges uh, and Sivan Siva and Thiday don't. Definitely won't. Griffin has definitely said they won't play those three. Okay, so that means um, Gillette will go to the centres. And Hannett, you would imagine, would start for Scott Anderson. The next game sees the Rabbitohs and the Raiders, mate. I'll be there with a couple of guys from work. We've got a split in the office. Uh, there's two South supporters, two Raiders supporters. Ah. It's been very interesting. And uh, no Josh Dugan, no Reece, uh, no uh, Blake Ferguson for the Raiders. So uh, we finally get to see Edric Lee, Edric the Giant. I'm dubbing him. Uh, if I'm Canberra, I just kick to the corner 
Who's Edric Lee? You'll wait till you see him. You'll Never heard him. of him. Um, just kick to the corner. Whoever he's marking, whether it's Merritt or it's Everingham, and he's, he's bound for at least two tries, old Edric. He's, he's, a, he's a monster, isn't he? <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited that he's in first grade. Where's he from? Queensland. Is he? Who, who did he play for up there, Matty? Uh, was he, I think he spent a little bit of time at East. I'm not 100% sure. We got, right? him, we got him quite young because he's been um, homesick right, okay. at different times. Uh, Rabbitohs or Raiders, mate? Uh, Rabbitohs. Yep, yeah, very wise. Uh, Knights and Titans. Um, I go the Knights. Yeah, we, you, just, you just you just feel dirty even considering the Titans, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Dragons and Eels. Uh, oh, well, you can't do Eels, can you? Go the Dragons. You can if you were me two weeks ago. Uh, Panthers and the Seagulls. Uh, yeah, let's go the Seagulls there. And we've got the Tigers and the Cowboys. Uh, I've, I've been putting the Tigers and they've been sneaking home. I'll, I'll go the Cowboys. And the Roosters and the Bulldogs. Ooh, two teams I never seem to be able to work out real well. Uh, I'll go the Roosters. Ooh. I've, I've read your mind, champion. I've pretty much picked your last three selections. Um, I know you don't like the Tigers, and I don't, oh, you don't like the Bulldogs that much either. So, Okay. Go on with it. Uh, fried rice, we can tell people. Uh, Maddie, who are you picking as your number one selection? Uh, the Dragons. Okay, I'll take the Manly Seagulls. And Nick's picks uh, come through. He will have... The Bulldogs is his fried rice. His picks are Melbourne, South, Newcastle, St. George, Illawarra, Manly, the Tigers, and Canterbury. DC, your fried rice? My fried rice is South. Maria's fried rice is Melbourne, and we will speak to GT in just a second, but his fried rice is the Knights. Matty Duncan, thanks for being on the show. Mate, we're playing tag team, you and I, today. That's it, boys. A good team we are. So, But uh, thanks for coming on this morning. I know it's always tough after an origin loss, but I do appreciate it. Yeah, mate, I think if I'd had... The chance to read Hogan's comments this afternoon and you wouldn't have wanted to be on because uh, let's just say there were a couple of discussions that got a bit heated uh, in terms of against Harrigan, the guy wasn't in the office uh, this afternoon. We just couldn't believe that explanation. May Duncan, you can listen to his show, Sports Fever, sometimes featuring some goose from Sydney um, on 101.5 FM up there in Queensland. Thanks very much, Matty. Good on yours. See you, mate. See you, Dave. Cheap, mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. and downright boring. Okay, there he was. Now listen, didn't I thought Bill Harrigan came out on the radio this morning admitting that it was a wrong call. <laughs> well, as we wait for GT to get online, because at the moment he's not, uh, <laughs> which is always handy. Which is, yeah, that's right. Um, what I can tell you is... Talk Dave, talk Dave. Oh, there well, he is. No, oh, right. he's listening to the show. There you are. He's automatically got he's on. Online. I'll put him online in a sec. Um, is that apparently he passed Trent Barrett in the hallway. Right. Okay. When? And, Last night. Uh, at the end after, of the game. And, the game. And apparently told Trent Barrett, oh, mate, wrong call. You've ah. done it. Trent Barrett's passed that information on to Ricky Stewart. Ricky Stewart's then told the Telegraph who he's got a contract with. They've run the exclusive. Then Bill Harrigan's come out today and said, I've never spoke to anybody from the Blues. Oh, I did speak to Trent Barrett, but I never told him anything. Okay. And then this afternoon comes up with the... Anyway, let's talk some more dribble with GT. I'll just ring him up and uh, DC Chapman, it's your job to uh, make sure that we... Uh, get to George and see if he's at home. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beat. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. How am I going to do that? As in Phil, while we're, while we're doing the call. Yeah, I, look, I, I I really don't have that much of a qualm with that. It's, it, I know I know that on the replay you can see 
They're coming off his arm. Oh, there's, there's GT on the phone. Um, mate, we, we can't we can't suffer that. I'm sorry. Afternoon, boys. Oh, afternoon. good afternoon, young man. GT. Mate, the good news about talking to GT, everybody, from uh, gttips.co.uk, is that he hates State of Origin. So we're going to get away from um, all... He hates, he State, hates of State of Origin. hates it with a passion. Is that right, GT? Uh, he's bending the truth a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just like Bill Harrigan. Oh, sorry. Oh, he's disappeared. Have we lost him? Come back, GT. GT, anytime you like. Oh, we've got an internet oh, connection problem. Oh, no. Oh, don't you love it, everybody? I'm just going to write this down so I don't know. With the, uh, uh, 4751. And we'll give GT another call back. And we'll uh, start Hopefully this little puppy all over again. Hopefully he'll he'll pick up. Let's start again. It's, it's never happened. You reckon? It would help if I turned my internet on, wouldn't it? <laughs> probably. That probably. So who was at GT's end? Uh, I accuse him of hating Origin, and he just goes, "Oh, pull the pull the plug pull out, the pull the plug, plug pull the plug." Uh, no, he just says he hasn't quite got the uh, emotional the, the emotional investment that we do. Well, fair enough. Do, do you get excited about? Is it uh, York Yorkshire versus whoever it is? What's what's the one that you guys have got? Oh, he's gone again. It gives us 25 seconds and then it goes. 25 second man, GT. They've got, no, they he's, got, he's got no staying uh, power. Well, we, used to, we used to have Yorkshire Lancashire, yeah, but it didn't really get off the ground in the, in the same way. I mean, I, I love the game of origin. Well, it's on delay or something, was I? It is. Very disappointing. We might have to turf GT. <laughs> turf him, you reckon? Oh, it's dropped out again. Yep. Oh. Enjoying this, everybody? I'm loving it. No good. This, this is this is what live radio is all about. Well, you got you got no one to blame but yourself, Warwick, for not getting prepared. You come home what late. What was I supposed to do? You come home late. You're not set up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry for visiting my sister and well, uh, my nieces and nephews. That's you know, sorry for being a family guy. It's, it's, it's unprofessional. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, massive issues, ladies and gentlemen. Anywho, we're not going to be able to talk to him. I don't think. Um, it's looking it's looking in doubt. That's just two minutes of his time just gone. I oh, know. And he and he asked me to hold something back as well for a little bit of a kicker. Oh really? And it's a good little top. It's a good discussion point. And unfortunately, if he's um not going to answer his phone. No, well he's got to. How get cool his... is that music? You reckon? Oh, okay. No, you're not a fan. No. Well, I mean, it's not bad, but you know. It's no Marie. Your 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 online picture actually works well when you're. Hello. How are you, mate? Are you really there? I, I, I think I am. Am I? <laughs> well, it, it does sound like a better connection. Okay, it sounds like a better connection. Everybody, this is GT from gttips.co.uk. Here's our odds guru. And uh, we asked him three minutes ago what he thought about Origin, and his answer is... Uh, I love the game itself. I, I get a little bit bored, obviously, because I don't have any particular allegiance. As soon as it's done, the full-time whistle is done, I'm looking at the next game, and then all your... News is saturated from people moaning about this, celebrating that, wishing this, or why has he done that? And that's the bit I probably get a bit bored of. That's fair enough, isn't it? I mean, you're in, he's not a Queenslander or a, or a New South Welshman, so. Do you have an allegiance at all, mate? Uh, whoever I've backed. <laughs> fair enough answer. He's our odds man. Uh, if you want any tips on a lot of sports, just go to gttips.co.uk. And he likes to uh, pump up the uh, rugby league ones. I saw a couple go online last night after the game that they'd had recommended most points in the first half. Is that correct? Yeah, that was a, a nice little winner. Paid uh, two dollars thirty with over here. I can't remember what you got down there, but something like two dollars twenty probably. Now there is something else you'd like to chat about, mate. 
yes, you've 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 got you've skirted around. Well, how, I, how well have I done? Just quietly, I've done extremely well to avoid it. But it, just I, for you, I'm Matt. Impressed. I'm very impressed. I, I thought someone would have come up with it by now. Um, I don't know why, but you haven't mentioned what was the worst decision of the whole State of Origin game one. Uh, the fact it was played in Melbourne. No, 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 that was good. You know, take it to a new audience. Don't advertise it to them, but, you know, take it there. And <laughs> Having Delta Goodrum as the oh, oh, how, good, how good was that? My goodness. <laughs> Annie, little Annie, the little, oh, the, the little one that sung oh. the Australian... Anyway, sorry, mate, you go. <laughs> on. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is when New South Wales opted to take that penalty. When they're losing oh, by course. two points, they got a penalty for 40 metres out. Yes, it's pretty central. But Carney isn't the greatest kicker in the game. He's already missed a scrappy conversion early yeah. on. I was I was tearing my hair out then. I thought that was an absolutely rank call. Like they were, you were on the front foot. Yeah. It's, it's just not something Queensland would have done. I know it tied the game up, but you kick for touch. Tony Williams has just come on. You know, get up. Let's get into them. Let's let's just get stuck in. And it just it just reeked of we're afraid of losing. Did you have New South Wales with a start? Uh, no, I had Queensland uh, to win one to twelve, but I had, a, I had a much bigger position on the points, and it's just mm. frustration of when when you see bad rugby league. I mean, the, the bets come and go, but when you see someone make such a rank call like that, it was just rabid in the headlights. Um, yep. You know, you can't looking at Gallon, and and you just oh, it, I just it just hated. It made my skin crawl, and I was you could see for me at that moment that that was the moment that New South Wales were not going to win that game. There was a moment with the blokes that we were watching the game with. Um, we got the penalty. We all thought about it. We all looked at it and went, okay, where are we? Okay, we're 40 metres out. It's an option. But the moment that Todd Carney didn't go up to Paul Gallon and said, give me the ball, yeah. I want to kick this. The moment he didn't do that, he was, it was either, it was, as you say, it was it a was terrible a, decision. It was a bad decision but if he, before but if he, but if he We kicks, had the momentum. Let's listen a second. We had to take the ball straight away he was never and keep going. Once it was he the took easiest a delay, decision in the world. Once he delayed, never going to kick it. Never going to kick it. Never in a million years. If he'd walked up to him and just said, give me the ball, I'm going to kick it. I reckon the decision is not viewed in the same way. It's the fact that they delayed, and as you say, GT, you could see the rabbit in the headlights kind of deal with Carney. We did it to ourselves all night. We'd, get, <laughs> we'd build up a bit of momentum, and then we'd throw the ball back at the Queenslanders and let them start to grind The back. question is, though, I thought it was a slightly different call than the Jamie Soward one from the Sunday previous. As in, uh, it, had more, it had more merit going... They had more merit going for these two points than I thought the um, soured kick against the Bunnies when they were even on points and it was way out of his range because he's not a noted long kicker from the, the tee, old Jamie Soward. At least with this one, um, it was fairly central. You're going to get a good purchase. You might, you should be able to kick it dead. But I do agree with you, mate. Uh, it didn't help the Blues cause in the slightest. Uh, mate, you ended up, uh, as I say, taking Queensland 1-12. Um, so you would have been happy uh, getting that little eight-point buffer with uh, seven minutes left. Yeah, it was a very interesting call, wasn't it? I mean, you, you don't need another view on that, that no. 72nd minute. But, I mean, I was I was watching it. I didn't have the sound on because I was at work. And I was just, why are we still looking at this replay? Why are we still <laughs> looking at this replay? You know, even if he's kicked it out, and he, he it has, well, you don't need to hear another view of it. You, you've said it or you've nailed it. One of the main things that we talked about was, you know, the forward pack really rolling our sleeves up and getting our job done to complement such a sensational... <laughs> All right, let's go to the tips for round number 12. I know that there is at least one Vinnie Parmigiano from New Zealand who is desperate to hear your tips on this week's episode. Uh, Melbourne, $1.50, Brisbane, two sixty-five, <laughs> plus six for the Broncos. Um, 
me, me going toe to toe with Maddie Duncan here. I, I can have the storm off the start here. I, would, I just, there's no need to have the bet now. I don't think there's actually much need to get the bet on before the start of the game. Yep. If you look at these two teams, you look at thirteen v thirteen. You can you can make a good case for the Broncos. You know they're they're strength they're strong in the areas where the Storm aren't. You know the Broncos should win that battle down the middle. The problem is when the bench starts coming on. Yeah. I don't like the look of that Broncos bench. I think it will the quality of players will quickly drop off. And I think if you've got the if you've got the stones, just wait till twenty thirty minutes into the match, and if it's six or six four either way or something like that, and you can back the Storm minus three minus four or something at that point or at half time. Yep. That's when you go with the Storm. Yeah, I agree with you. Storm will win this. I, I find this a hard call because traditionally Broncos back up well quickly after an origin. But not without but, Hodges. But that's right. But the last few years under Griffin, he doesn't. He rests his players and it works against them. If they all play... Well, I, clearly, I, if they, they, don't, they don't play, it doesn't help. That's for sure. But if they all play, I, I take Broncos. But they're not down. playing, so you're taking... So you've got to take Melbourne. Okay, so... But only just. All right. Uh, the next game, I'll be here on... <laughs> Friday night, the Rabbitohs and the Raiders played at ANZ in front of look over under eight and a half thousand people. If they if they crack eight and a half, I'll be very impressed because it's raining in Sydney at the moment, mate. Uh, Rabbitohs have Inglis and Taylor likely to play. The Raiders will get uh, Dave Shillington back, but no Jared, uh, no just uh, who is his name? Josh Dugan <laughs> and no Blake Ferguson. Uh, the Raiders are now three sixty five. The Bunnies are dollar thirty, which I think is incredibly short, uh, and you get ten and a half points with the Raiders. Well, you know my, my system for the Raiders, and it's been working for a good six or seven rounds now. Um, do you do you have a view? Have you had a bet, or would you oh, have a bet in the Rabbitohs, game? Rabbitohs, mate. They'll win the game, but I I still I still think if you're going to give Canberra, if you think the Bunnies going to win twelve plus, I just think with oh, the conditions and whatever. I'm very disappointed. We're, we're on the same wavelength. Um, <laughs> yes, the, the Bunnies are favourites, and they have been priced for Gi and uh, Taylor playing. Um, but if, if you look at the stats of these these teams, the Raiders have only been beaten, you know, 13-plus once, and that was yeah. under the Broncos. The Bunnies yeah. have only won 13-plus once themselves. I mean, it's what is it biblical down there? I saw there was a bit of rain. Uh, the last six hours, it's rained pretty hard. Yeah, I think there's I think there's heavy storms, sort of the morning, the early afternoon of that game as well. Yeah. I'm not backing a team minus 10 in that sort no. of environment. Not a team like the Bunnies. I, I think you can, you can have the plus 10 and a half if there's any there. Okay, so DC, you're picking the Rabbits as well? Yeah, I'm picking the Rabbits. Okay, the next game is the Knights and the Titans, two teams that, well, one's that's just awful, and the other one, um, it looks rudderless without, well, they haven't had Bedaris last couple of weeks, and Gidley's out for the season. Dollar fifty-five for the Knights, two fifty for the Titans, minus four and a half for Newcastle, G2. Uh, it's just not a betting proposition, this match, is it? Two two teams, you just really, well, they're just poor, and they, I'm, I'm delighted that my special fried rice has ended up on the Knights. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a bad effort. Fifth or sixth pick, oh, God. And hope it's entertaining, uh, but no, you could, there's better opportunities. And you're picking the Knights, though. Yeah, yeah of course, they're, they're worthy favourites. You know that, that, that line is rock solid. Yeah, it's very hard to pick Gold Coast at the moment, and there's no uh, uh, Prince. Prince is a chance. Prince is a chance of playing. Is he a chance? He's a chance of playing. He probably won't but you play. Can't, you can't pick it based on a chance, though. And he he really is the glue that holds them together. I don't know. Says has been playing pretty well. Yeah, but he's. It's funny that actually, I will give the, the Titans this. If you look at their lineup right now, that is practically the strongest side they can pick, apart from um, Scott Prince at halfback. Something to consider, he's, everybody. He's the he's the playmaker in the side. He's the he's the guy. Not the that... last couple of years, uh, Dragons well, and the Eels. Uh, this is at uh, Cogra. 
$1.44 for the Dragons and $2.85 for Parramatta, plus 7 for the Eels, GT. Um, yeah, this is a very solid prices match. You know, I, I think the price is, is right. The only angle I think you could have into it is very similar to the Bunnies and the Raiders. Um, the Dragons are only going for 32 points a match. They're just not covering the 13 pluses. I think the yeah. Eels are starting to show a little bit more, aren't they? Um, yeah. I, I could be tempted by uh, the Dragons uh, 1 to 12 at $3.10. Yeah. Or, 305 or if, here. if the yeah. line keeps drifting to 7.5 or so, maybe. I think that 1 to 12 is probably uh, probably the way in here. Yeah, I've got the Dragons, DC. Yeah, I'm going the Dragons. I'm... Of course you do. Um, and yeah, the Eels, like I, as I said, I gave them a legitimate hope against the Raiders. If they'd been able to tackle, they actually would have won the game. Uh, Canberra went. Fantastic by any stretch. Uh, it's just the Eels' front on defence was some of the worst you've ever seen in rugby league. Uh, Panthers and Seagulls. This is at Centibet in Penrith. DC, I'm actually thinking about going to this game. What's your status for Saturday, Sunday? Let's go. Because I, I haven't been to a game all year. and I'm, it, it could happen. I'll get it in my pass, remember? I haven't, I haven't even bought my Dragons membership yet. Oh, I probably wouldn't buy it now and you're not going to win the comp. Well, uh, yeah, I know, but you've got to support them. Panthers are $3.05 outsiders at home. Manly $1.40 uh, plus 8 for the Panthers, GT. Right, boys, I've got two scoops for you. Which Woo-hoo. one do you want first? Uh, I'll have the... Uh, I want the first I'll, one second. I'll have the passion fruit, please. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the, the first scoop, uh, just to keep things chronological, is that T-Rex will not be playing in this game. Woo-hoo-hoo. What makes you say this? Um, uh, Twitter. Uh, Manly <laughs> have tweeted it, and uh, everyone's you know all over it. They're, they're not hiding it. They've, they've they put it out this afternoon, did they? Or just then? It's this Sunday, but it'll be about the next week. Oh, really? Well, there you go. Because uh, I could... I could clearly find... What was the reasoning behind it? Uh, it will not play this weekend this after scans bad. revealed minor damage to his lower back. So in other words... Ah. Okay, enough of that. He's a cat. That's what it means. Well, hang on. I know that's what um, it means. But if he's got... <laughs> Tony he's... Williams out means Bureau gets in the team. Bureau. Uh, which is going to help the Seagulls. I don't think they'll lose a whole lot because uh, T-Rex has only been back for 26 what? minutes in the last 10 weeks. What's happening with Foran? Uh, which, for- which one? Kieran. Kieran, I don't think he'll play this week. That's what I, that's what I was hearing as well. That he's still not really. He hasn't hasn't trained a whole lot this week. Um, I can tell you that, uh, mate. Dollar forty for the manly though. Is that a too short a price if they don't have Williams or Foran? Scoop number two. <laughs> I'm tipping the Panthers. All in on the Panthers. This is the bet of the round. There you go. All in on the Panthers. You're going to take 12 yeah. rounds, and most of the first 11 we've been saying, get against the Panthers with everything you have, and we've been making lovely money. But now is the time. Panthers, plus 8.5, bet 3.65, all in. So you can get, you can get basically, that would be about $1.85, $1.90, depending on which place you're with. Or if you're really adventurous, you can go the Panthers 1 to 12, $4.30. I love seeing, I love seeing Manly get beat. I don't see it. How... how... Pan- Pan- Panthers aren't going to win this. How are they going to win this? It's been declared by GT. Okay. The Doyen. Which, which I must the say, the, the last two times that I've disagreed with him, I was wrong and he was right. So well, if, if I'm wrong on this one, it's three strikes on the mount. And you have to look, just cede to the man. So you're going with the Panthers. Look, I can't pick Penrith. Um, not without Michael Jennings. So I'm taking Manly. I'm taking Manly. And uh, GT will clean up as a result. Oh. Just, just to say that, I mean, I'm not saying that the Panthers yeah, are likely to win them these games. But you're saying you take the eight points. Yeah, it's I agree. The eight and a half start yep. is just huge. That's huge. Um, I mean, the, the Panthers weren't great up, at the, up in Townsville last week. It was, you know, the Cowboys. Well, they almost won the lazy. game. 
but you know there's there's something there they're back home we earlier you know in the year we've said that we like getting against the seagulls when they're away from bookie I think this is just a, this is just a great bet. Okay, now the next game is Tigers and the Cowboys. Tough game to pick this one. The Tigers are dollar sixty at home at Campbelltown. Cowboys two dollars forty on the road with Thurston, Scott, uh, Tate, and Tamau backing up. You get four points if you like the Cowboys. Yeah, it's me toe to toe with Matty Duncan again. He he's potted the Tigers all year. I'm not quite. I've, I've held them there. Uh, Cowboys probably um, not quite as good as they look in the ladder. Yep. I think the Tigers are worthy, worthy favourites, but there's no, there's no value in the minus four or plus four there. Thoughts, uh, Dave? I, I, I'm a bit of a fan of North Queensland. I, I, I know that they haven't had the best away record, but I, I think they're building momentum. And I, I, at the beginning of the year, I picked them to do really well this year, and I, I can't go past them here either because Tigers just haven't shown enough for me to start backing them. I got stung by the Cowboys against the Bunnies a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a road team. You got to be careful with the. the but don't the forget Cowboys. the bunnies are building quite nicely yeah, but as I, well. I think there's a lot of players back for the Tigers. Uh, Lawrence apparently is a better chance to play than we initially thought. Uh, he's a big in. He'll play five eight. They should go into the the centers. Also, they get Chris Hyington back. He's a he's a real valuable yeah, player to them. That's a big. Player. Especially the way uh, they like to defend on the edges. Uh, Marshall playing halfback, which as he's been pointing out, is where he's played the last two years anyway. Uh, Farrah comes back after having uh, his best performance at Origin. Um, I like the Tigers to beat the Cowboys, which leads us to the last match of the round, which is the Roosters and the Bulldogs at Allianz Stadium. Bit of Monday Night Football for Sydney. $2.30 for the Roosters, $1.65 for the uh, Bulldogs, who smashed the Sharks last week. Uh, and you get three and a half points if you like the Roosters, GT. Uh, two very... Uh... Well, they don't set the pulse race in these teams, do they? Um, oh. The price looks about right. Happy, happy to uh, save the money and have it all on the Panthers instead. <laughs> um, what did you uh, tip wise? Who'd you pick? Um, the the doggies are worthy favourites. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking seriously about going down and putting some money on the doggies to win the premiership. Oh. Okay. That, that, I, I got a suggestion. I got a suggestion. I got a suggestion. No. <laughs> Whatever that money is. Yeah. Just listen to GT, take the eight and a half with the Panthers and get your money now. Because if you put the money on the dogs, they will not win the comp. Well, maybe I should do it then. I just like their style at the moment. I like that the, the forwards passing it and all the rest of it. It's very open, it's very quick, and it, it catches teams that don't know how to, how to defend against it. And they're, they're... I'll tell you the, uh, the way you two boys should take this. I remember, was it round five, round six? Was you were asking me how you could uh, take someone bet, so take someone's bet on the doggies to win the Premiership. Yep. And, uh, Seven rounds later, you found a willing punter. I think it sounds like you two are having a bet between you. I've done well, haven't I? I should really just say, yeah, Dave. I'll tell you what, Dave, I'll give you, I'll give you 30 to 1. 30 to 1? 30 to 1. That's if well, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you 30 to 1. Oh, there's, the, there's a limit of $10. Uh, no, that's, that's too much. Let me work it out. <laughs> 1, 2, 4, 5, <laughs> 7, 8, 9. 30 cents. Put 30 cents on it and you can have it. Look, GT, there's our tips for... I'm taking the dogs. You're taking the... Dogs. Um, yeah, look, the roosters, I'm just not convinced. Although, I must admit, the, uh, the immediate signing today, Chris Ninu is now a Bulldog. He will turn out for the Bulldogs this week on the wing. Luke Mutuga will not play. But Chris Ninu is now a Canterbury Bulldog. Did you know that, DC? No, I didn't know that. Immediate effect. Uh, there's a couple of signing news. We'll just quickly wrap up with GT. The Tigers have signed Bodine Thompson, Eddie Pettiborn, and Masada Asefa. Uh, the first two guys for next season and Asefa for this year. And I can tell you on the ladder, um, a bit of a funny thing to look at. Positions 3 to 13th. There is four points separating the whole lot. Oh. 
So, uh, I mean, you call the Bulldogs winning the comp. doesn't look that silly when you look at the table, given that it's so uh, close. But, yeah, mate, uh, as we let you go, uh, gttips.co.uk, you've been looking after your punters? Absolutely. We've, um, as you alluded to before, we had we had three tips on State of Origin Game 1, and we had $2.75 and $2.20 winners from, from those three. And we've actually launched something today um, because we obviously see offers this offers, uh, offer this membership <laughs> yep. section of the site, and that has our very best tips in. It has our rugby league tips. Obviously, we give you a lot of them for free because yep. we like you guys. Aww. But our day-to-day horse racing tips nice? are in there, and we've now got a special only £5 membership price just for one week, just at the end of the month. But it's only a skin diver, only a fiver. Uh, so if you log on to gttips.co.uk, all the information's on there. And you uh, will go wrong sometimes, but you also might get a few, uh, as you said, decent priced winners out of gttips.uk. You can follow George on Twitter at gt underscore tips, and we'll speak to him either next week if he's not at a flower show or the week after about uh, anything but State of Origin. Is that right, GT? I love those flower shows. Um, I can't remember if there's one next week or not, so <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll speak to you then. No worries. Thanks, Fish. Cheers, my pleasure. Cheers, mate. An easy ticket to know. Well, I bleed my own, so um, obviously Queensland. We just have a chance in Melbourne, though, shall we? No, probably a chance before the kickoff, but after that, maybe not. <laughs> Cheap, nasty, and downright boring. Okay, there was GT, George, Taylor. We've got to wrap up the show, DC Chapman, with a bit of feedback files. Feedback files. Where are we getting them from? We're getting them from um, iTunes. We had a couple of people that uh, hit our uh, request on Monday. Uh, I actually had a bit of a, an email a couple of weeks ago from uh, Kim, don't call me McCrone Johnson. Uh, she <laughs> appreciates my love of uh, the number six for the Raiders. And uh, this is her review. Can you read it for me? Great to hear some other honest opinions on the great game. Some good insights and bad insight, but good fun from a bunch of people who love their footy. Yeah, so that was from Kim Jobson, who Sum, also was... Sums it right up, really, doesn't who, it? <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much it. I'm just sort of trying to work out who had the bad insight. <laughs> That's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Because I know I've had, a, I've had plenty of it with the Raiders. Um, she also loves the fact that, and people, if you've heard the shows before, uh, the Get ref, get This references. Um, I don't know if you've heard the little intro we've got on the show at the moment, where it goes, cheap, tawdry, and downright boring. That's a bit of Rex Hunt stuff. Uh, coined straight from Get This so I'm glad you appreciate that and we do the, the Seinfeld references and a few other things here and there it's very, it's it very, just it, it just breaks up the show yeah. from our absolute dribble I was thinking we need to get a bit of um, uh, Mr. The T saying I pity the fool or something like that Mr. The T who is Mr. The T <laughs> <laughs> I pity is that the how fool. I said it? I pity the fool who said Mr. The T Mr. The T <laughs> okay Goodness, we have another one from Vic RL oh uh, this a great rugby league hit for us poor Victorians. This fills the great gap in rugby league in Victoria. Listen in the car and love the variety of hosts. Unlike other RL podcasts, it doesn't have a club or state bias. Perfect for Storm fans. So we're looking after them, and that's on uh, iTunes. They have put that in. If you want to get in touch with us, everybody, we are at www.wdnicholson.com. That number again. WDNicholson.com It's not a number, it's letters, but anyway. I wasn't listening. Um, and you can also grab me on at NRL Tweet or <laughs> on the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. We have the results of our prediction show later. Well, it is practically Thursday, isn't it? It is Thursday, I'll yeah. submit, I, I don't miss doing th- Thursday night shows because 
I just think of the fact I've got to edit after we finish here. Hey, that's it. a good point. The footy show's already started. Oh, you're missing out on the um, quality rugby league. Uh, thanks for being with us again on Not The Footy Show. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with a regulation uh, dose of Not The Footy Show. DC will not be in the studio next week, uh, but he's done the back-to-back, and he'll do this over the origin period so we can get uh, his previews and his reviews and his uh, uh, immediate information from Clive Palmer that he's been paying off uh, all the uh, New South Wales Blues. I still can't believe you. Who's, who's Clive Palmer? Look it up. All right, everybody. I've been Wart Nicholson. I've been incensed. <laughs> DC Chapman. And uh, thank you, Maria Cialis, Matty Duncan, and, of course, GT. We have eyes to wrap up the show with his amazing tips with his uh, sister boots. And uh, we will speak to you again next time on Not The Footy Show. Give us a wrap somewhere, anywhere, please. But until then, enjoy your League League lovers. Au revoir. Give me, Daddy. I'm doing my tips. Not The Footy Show. Show. Welcome to IX Tips. And me! Yeah, we've got the, the double duo, the dynamic duo, and uh, guess what, boys and girls? What? We lost last night, the cockroaches. We got beaten again. How do you feel about that, eyes? Sad. Sean Hampstead is the video ref, and he made a dud call. So can you just let everybody know what you thought of that call? Sean Hampstead, you're a goose. Yeah. Let's go to the tips for round number 12, Friday night, the Bunnies against the Raiders. Raiders. The Broncos against the Storm. Broncos. Broncos. Knights and the Titans. Knights. Knights. The Dragons and the Eels. Dragons. Dragons. The Panthers and the Seagulls. Panthers. Panthers. The game on Sunday afternoon is escaping me. It would be the, um, let's just go to the next game, Bulldogs and Roosters. (laughs) Bulldogs. Bulldogs. And the Tigers and the Cowboys. Tigers. Tigers. And, and New South Wales is going to win the second game, Ice? Yes. What makes you think that? Because that's our country. Well, it's our state, but close. Yeah. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye. Bye. Just go away now. I've had a gut call of you the whole game. Oh, I see. I was thinking we need to get a bit of um, uh, Mr. The T saying, I pity the fool, or something like that. Mr. The T. Who is Mr. The T? Bureau. 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 You've been sleeping over there?